Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I can't wait till this season starts to watch these quarterbacks. I'm hoping that you notice that. This grit and grind is not for nothing when you go attack. What a great throw by Brady. Russell Wilson, how did you do that? I'm good like that. Monster. Welcome to NFL Live. We start today's show with the NFL's top 10 quarterbacks for the 2022 season. This list released this morning on ESPN.com. Our Jeremy Fowler asking 50 league executives, coaches, scouts, and players to rank the top 10 quarterbacks. These are the names we'll hit on throughout the next hour, and you don't want to miss it. Also coming your way, Tyreek Hill's talking about Tua again. Someone here is going to tell you why even though he's right, he shouldn't have been the one to say it. You see him right there. Mina Kimes, Ryan Clark, Phil Yates here with you for the hour. Let's get right to it, folks. And number one on that ESPN.com list of quarterbacks that I just mentioned, well, Aaron Rodgers. He's won the MVP in each of the last two seasons. One NFC coach brought up interesting critique of Rodgers, and that's where we want to begin as we look through all of these quarterbacks. He said he plays it too safe when his team needs the opposite. Late in the down with pressure. He won't always take risks, the coach said. On certain plays where he's throwing the easy completion on a smoke route, it's a critical moment. You're thinking, is he really trying to win? Wow. Okay, well, what do the numbers say? They say Rodgers was the most aggressive quarterback in the NFL, throwing downfield in the first three quarters last season, with nearly 50% of his 15-yard throws going into tight windows. That percentage, though, dropped to just 19% in the fourth quarter in overtime. Now, partially that's because the Packers were often leading the game. But when Green Bay was trailing in the fourth quarter, Rodgers didn't have a single 15-yard throw into a tight window in 2021. So, RC, what do you make of those comments saying that Aaron Rodgers plays it too safe? Man, people just get bored. And when people get bored, they got to justify something. And you know how these things go. You do this whole survey and you're talking and you like, excuse me, sir. Do you have any negatives about the quarterback we have now said is number one of the top ten? He's also the two-time reigning MVP. Please tell me your negative critique. Oh, you know what? Like late in the games, when the games are tight, he doesn't want to throw interceptions. Duh. I mean, that's what the position is about. The position is about not turning the football over. And if you don't turn the football over, you give your teams opportunities to win. And so to me, listen, Joey Porter used to always have this thing. He used to go, vroom, vroom, make a lot of noise, make a lot of noise. That's what these people are doing. That's what this particular exec is doing. He has a motorcycle. He's standing in one spot. He's going, vroom, vroom. And the back tire is skeeting all over. And he's making a lot of noise but he's not going anywhere this is much to do about nothing you know who loves this list 
Aaron Rodgers, because even though uh, he finished first, he found that kernel of disrespect that'll fuel him for the next five years. Always looking for that bulletin board material. Um, yeah, obviously, this is mostly nonsense. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been incredibly productive, efficient over the last couple of years. And I would also argue that I wouldn't say a lack of aggression, but leaning more on those underneath throws is really baked into the Green Bay offense. They get tons of yards after the catch. It is how they are built. He doesn't have to play hero ball. And in fact, it was when he stopped trying to play hero ball that this offense really took off. I would bet that in most of these cases, the Packers weren't down by that much. So we're Mm. talking about close games where they are able to move the ball up and down the field without taking risks. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So usually it's RC who has these obscure analogies that he makes on the show. And I have to like take a moment to understand exactly <laughs> what he's saying. Let it marinate a little bit. Right. I just feel like some executive walked into a beauty pageant and was like, let me find a pimple here, right? Because that's what we're doing with Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVP. We're talking about 40-plus yeah. touchdowns in a season, five or fewer interceptions, and we're pointing out that like occasionally he gets conservative. And I'm preparing everybody for this for this upcoming season because they no longer have Devontae Adams. You lose perhaps the best wide receiver in the NFL. What happens? Maybe the quarterback grows a little bit more conservative. Well, I'm not so sure that's going to be the case, Laura, because if we Hmm. look backwards to help us look forwards, we'll find that over the past three seasons, the Packers have played seven games without Devontae Adams. They happen to win all seven of those. That seems good to me. Aaron Rodgers throwing 19 touchdowns, just one interception. Perhaps he's too conservative. Maybe it would have been 19 and two if he'd been a little more risky. A total QBR of nearly 80, and the Packers (laughs) scoring over 31 points per game. So I get it. It's a sample size thing, and you don't get better on offense without Devontae Adams. There's so many mountains of evidence that Aaron Rodgers even if he is perhaps a bit too risk-averse for some, is also like unquestionably one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. All right, any beauty pageants that you've been to? Did you find any pimples there? I've, you... I, I've not. Okay. I feel like yeah. you're, you know, that's more your I, I've been in that lane, and l- can... let me tell you, there are some there. Right, let's go to the number two quarterback on ESPN.com, this <laughs> list of top QBs. Again, this is from league executives, coaches, and scouts, guys. It's Patrick Mahomes, number two. Uh, someone you don't always hear associated with second place, right? But here's what they said about Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. He said, quote, I'm not worried about Patrick. This is an NFC exec. He's proven himself when you have an elite quarterback you can lose pieces around you and still make it work hill is just a receiver Mm. that last part all right so tyreek hill may just be a receiver but he's off to one of the best starts for any wideout in nfl history hill one of four players since the 1970 merger with at least six touchdown catches in each of his first six seasons the others larry fitzgerald randy moss and Marvin Harrison. And since Mahomes became the starter in 2018, he and Tyreek have combined for the second most touchdowns for any combo in the league. Hill's been talking a lot. We'll get to that later. I wonder what he's going to have to say about this. RC, is Hill just another wide receiver? To answer your question first, no, Thank you. he's not. Because if he was just another wide receiver, he wouldn't have $25 million per year. That's the first thing. We don't just give just wide receivers that. But I do understand the mindset of whatever executive this was that when we're talking about positions outside of quarterback, I think everybody kind of becomes a just, just a wide receiver, just a center, just a running back, just a cornerback. Because to find a Patrick Mahomes, to find a Aaron Rodgers, that's something that you don't find all the time. But we do have Devontae Adams. We do have Justin Jefferson. We do have Jamar Chase. We do have Tyreek Hill. We do have
have all of these other wide receivers that are extremely productive. And you think when you have a dude like Patrick Mahomes, you can be productive with anybody. Let's look at Aaron Rodgers. And I know we heard on this show last week that in 2011, he was throwing to nobody, which isn't true. He was throwing to some very good wide receivers. But he's shown throughout his career that he can play. He can be productive. Even the seven games without Devontae Adams have found ways to win. That's what they mean by just another wide receiver. Patrick Mahomes is going to be okay, but Tyreek Hill is still special. Yeah, he's just he's not just another wide receiver. He's also a podcaster, a prolific one, a content machine who will give us our next segment on NFL Live. Um, but no, I, I, I just aside, this is ridiculous. Like, Tyreek Hill changes the math for defenses. He has changed the way uh, prolific offenses like the Chiefs have been played over the last two seasons because of his game-tilting speed. So to argue that he's easily replaceable is ridiculous. But – it is not unreasonable, I think, for teams with quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes to look at their rosters, to look at how they're built and think, okay, wide receivers coming into this league have been extremely productive. Perhaps we would rather bet on drafting and developing players, maybe adding steel players around the margins, than giving Tyreek Hill this massive contract. That's not true for every team. Obviously, the Dolphins, when you look at a team like Philadelphia that traded for A.J. Brown, there are teams that are looking at these like A1 wide receivers and saying they're not replaceable, they're not fungible, we will give them money. But every team has a different decision to make based on how their, con- their, their roster is built and how good their quarterback is. You know, it's July 11th. We haven't watched a football game in five months. Oh, maybe things that take football. place over – yeah, seriously. Uh, so maybe it's just too much time to think about these things. <laughs> but i got to be honest with you, my concerns surrounding this Kansas City offense – have actually waned over the past few months. And mm. it's not that I know for sure for sure what this wide receiver group is going to look like top to bottom. I don't know if Juju Smith-Schuster is going to eventually emerge as the number one player in this offense amongst the wide receivers, or whether Marquez Valdez-Scantlin is going to prove worthwhile at three years and $30 million per year, or Sky Moore, their second-round pick, is going to be an instant emerger. But I think they earned the benefit of it out in Kansas City. I am not concerned about the innovation of Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy at the helm of this offense. And ultimately, when you become the richest quarterback, richest athlete at the time in football history, isn't the point that you are the rising tide that floats the rest of the offense? And I think this offense, while it is, again, to say what I said about the Packers earlier with Devontae, you're not better without Tyree Kill. I think they'll be good enough this year that, like, we're not going to be sitting here in October talking about the blues that are taking place in the Kansas City offense. They're going to find a way. It just might be stylistically different, and that's part of what a brilliant quarterback can do. Yeah, I mean, they struggled at times last year with Tyreek Hill, right? So some of those blues did happen. All right, so this year's list has Rodgers at number one and Mahomes at number – and last year it was Mahomes at number one. So, R.C., who is your top quarterback right now? Aaron Rodgers is my top quarterback right now, and I know it's one of those things where if you gave me Patrick Mahomes, I'd be extremely happy. You give me Aaron Rodgers, I'm just as happy. I believe Aaron Rodgers over the last two years has shown has shown a poise and an ability to be at the top of his game, even late in his career. Now, this year, to me, is going to be the year that tells the tale. Can he get this team over the hump? Can he win another championship without Devontae Adams on the outside, yet still being as productive? But for me, right now, reigning two-time MVP, playing the best football he ever has after already showing us he's one of the greatest talents we've ever seen at the position for a decade and a half. I'm going with Aaron. 
I've got Mahomes. Uh, first, I'll say I, I think the top four is one that we all agree on with mm. Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, yeah. and Josh Allen. Um, and you could really put them in different orders based on the context. But Patrick Mahomes has just shown too much over the course of his entire career for me to agree with Field and think he's going to back, bounce back. I think that they've got enough skilled players for them to build around, coupled with the coaching staff. I'll continue to bet on him. All right, and by the way, Rodgers would try to join Brett Favre as the only players in NFL history that have won three straight MVP awards. Now, we didn't hear Fields' top quarterback. That's because it's coming your way, and you do not want to miss this. Much more coming on NFL Live. Field is going to tell you who's number one. It's not one of those two guys. It's not Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. Who is it atop the field? All right, up next, on his new podcast, we talked about Tyreek Hill. It needed to be said. He's been very outspoken about his new quarterback. Here are his latest thoughts on Tua. Expectations for the Dolphins' season. Should he have said it? We're not sure. We'll be right back. Talk to me nice, so don't talk to me at all. Talk to me nice, yeah. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Tonight, we'll have an NBA 2K23 Summer League triple header for you. It starts at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ESPN with the Pacers Kings. Then Magic Thunder moves to ESPN2 for Knicks Blazers to cap the night. All three games can also be seen on the ESPN app. Glad you're with us today on NFL Live. Hey, Tyreek Hill's been busy lately, not only getting acclimated to his new Miami Dolphins team, but also podcasting and talking a lot. One of his favorite discussion points, his new QB, Tua Tungavailoa. And here's the latest commentary on Miami's signal caller. And you know in the NFL, they only give you like two to three years to be a successful quarterback, especially if you're a first-round draft pick. And if you if you don't succeed after those years, then it's kick rocks, man. So basically, they don't put Tua into that. You know, I feel like so. For no reason. It's, it's basically his last year, man, just to show people what, what he got. I mean, I've heard this a couple times, and yet every single time my jaw drops to the floor or I do something similar to what Mina's face is doing right now. Mina, do you agree, first of all, with Hill's take here? Ooh. 
Yes. I mean, he's actually he is telling the truth. We all know it. Anyone who has paid attention to the Dolphins offseason or in the prior season when it was reported that they were pursuing Deshaun Watson knows it. They have surrounded Tua with offensive talent. They've hired an offensive-minded head coach, gave him one of the best left tackles in football while retaining their first-round draft picks next year. We all know it. Mm. But Tyree Kill, you don't have to say it. Like, I understand as a fellow content creator the siren song of the take, but I don't have to play with Tua Tagovailoa. I'm not on the Miami Dolphins. It's a very strange thing, I think, for a teammate to mm. say out loud that his quarterback uh, is uh, facing potentially – uh, the end of his career in Miami. It's just a very odd thing, and I think um, he should probably say less going forward. We really need football to come back. I'm so glad Mia said this. Yeah. Because think about, like, 99.8% of the stuff that we've heard over the past few months is, like, things include, I'm in the best shape of my life, which, to be clear, I am not, but every other NFL player that has talked like about their shape this offseason. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't feel that way. Uh, they say they're all in the best shape of their life, right? Or you hear things like so-and-so's a dark horse MVP candidate. Mm. Tyree Kill sounds like a guy who's kind of like all this on this show. We spend too much time on the Internet yeah. listening to these kind of debates all day. And rather than talking about, like, hey, two, we got to make a couple steps forward here and, you know, really excited about the new pieces in the offense. Instead, it's like – Hey, make a break year, man. You don't do this. We're cutting you after the season. A little less time because all you are doing when sharing comments like this is giving more fuel to our fire to validate our reasons for having this conversation yeah. that if it's week nine and the Dolphins start three and five, that I'm going to find a way to get Bryce Young to the Dolphins in my 2023 mock <laughs> draft. Take a deep step. Take a deep breath. <laughs> step back. And as a teammate, there is absolutely nothing yeah. wrong with being the most boring quote of all time yeah. when talking about your quarterback. RC's been there. You could probably talk about it a whole lot better than I can. But just say less, Tyreek. Well, I think the first thing is I'm uniquely qualified to talk about this. Um, you know, I had a contract with ESPN my last two years in the NFL, and I remember it being a bye week, and we started out 0-4, and the week before, Big Ben said he had to work to not try to do too much, and when asked about it on first take, I said, you know what, it's our job to help Big Ben to not feel like he has to do too much, and doing too much wouldn't be the best thing for the team, which at the time was the correct take. It was the right thing to say, at least to me. Big Ben took a fits to it. We had to have a talk in the hallway as captains the next week because he felt like that's something I shouldn't have spoken about. And I got it, but I was on the other side of starting this new career while finishing my other career. First thing I'm going to say is this. I have no problem with Tyreek Hill speaking on the podcast because I would probably have had a podcast too if I was still playing in this time, which is obvious by the fact that I signed a contract to work at this network while I was still playing. Clearly, I was doing other things. Two, as a, as a podcaster, I understand going into every show what I need to make people say or what I need to say to make all of us mm. talk about it. That's the reason I can send stuff to Lydell. I can send stuff to Eisman. I can send stuff to you, Laura, and say, hey, next week I got y'all. Y'all can talk about this because I have so-and-so on the show and here's what they said. Mm. That's exactly what Tyreek Hill is doing. Tyreek Hill had Rick Ross on this show last week. Did anybody talk about it? Hell no, because it wasn't nothing good to talk about. But this week he said, oh, wait, wait, wait. The first week when I talked about 
Patrick Mahomes and I talked about Tua, everybody talked about my show on TV. I know how to get my show back on TV. I'm going to say something about Tua. Mm. Here's how I know this, y'all, because I have a podcast. Podcaster Tyreek Hill, great job. Teammate Tyreek Hill, that's a very dumb move. Be a little bit more aware, <laughs> but your podcast is now being talked about. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> this is a real thing, by the way, that RC does where he sends us what's coming our way uh, next week. Some great stuff coming our way from RC. Another thing, too, about Tua, knowing him pretty well, he does not like this type of attention. I honestly, after covering him for about five years and covering most of his career throughout college and then into the transition to the NFL, this is not good for him. This may work for some other quarterbacks. It's not helpful for Tua Tungavailoa. All right, Coming up on NFL Live, more of the top 10 quarterback rankings. We get back to that. Matthew Stafford craps, cracks the top 10. He might crap on it, too. Uh, but an NFL <laughs> coach had some interesting criticism of Stafford. Find out why RC finds it confounding and if it could hold the Rams back from repeating. We'll be right back. Aaron Donald rips it to the turf. And he's sacked. Aaron Donald got there. Let's go. They scared. The Los Angeles Rams are world champions. Like a star shot. He may be the best defensive player we've ever seen play in this league. A real opportunity to win another Super Bowl, then it makes sense to play. So we got to handle the business side of things. The Rams and Aaron Donald have reached agreement. Makes him the highest paid non-quarterback in history. Why not run it back? We could be world champions. So the Rams were able to hang on to their key piece in Aaron Donald on defense. But they do have some guys they need to replace from their Super Bowl 56 win. Von Miller had two sacks against the Bengals, signed with the Bills. While Darius Williams is gone after starting opposite Jalen Ramsey at corner, Bobby Wagner, the most notable addition and the six-time All-Pro, played his first 10 seasons with the Seahawks. So lots of changes, right, for the champs. Mina, what do you make of this Rams defense heading into this season? Well, you know, Laura, people look at the big swings the Rams take, the big contracts that they hand to their superstars, and they say the cap, the salary cap must be fake. But actually, it's an excellent case study in how the cap isn't fake at all, because fake at all, pardon me, because as they have made those moves, they have leaned more and more on rookies, guys on rookie contracts, guys they found mm-hmm. late in the draft to produce for them. All you have to do is look at last year's playoff run. Yes, you've got Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but on the rest of that defensive side of the ball, you've got players like Jordan Fuller, sixth-round safety, Nick Scott, who was a seventh-round draft pick mm-hmm. they actually took to play special teams, who was excellent in the playoffs. Greg Gaines, defensive tackle, fourth round. Ernest Jones, fantastic linebacker, third round. They find these gems, and that's why they're able to build this roster the way it is. Now, going into next year, you lose Von Miller, you lose a starting cornerback, Darius Williams, and once again, you're going to have to lean on guys on rookie contracts. In this case, Justin Hollins is an edge rusher out of Oregon. David Long Jr., they drafted a few years ago to replace them because that's what happens when you build a roster this way, which is heavy on the top. Yeah, absolutely. But when you look at this team, you can go to a fourth-round cornerback drafted from South Carolina State that they're going to be dependent on to play in the nickel positions. They also brought Troy Hill back. And if you watch Raheem Morris continue to manipulate this roster throughout the playoffs, he's finding ways to put players in the correct position. Now, add Bobby Wagner, a middle linebacker that can go sideline to sideline, also an excellent blitzer. That helps some of these young players be in position to make plays without thinking. And I think that's the way they're going to try 
guys to move forward. Obviously, we know what Aaron Donald is going to be. You know what Bobby Wagner is going to be, and you know what Jalen Ramsey can do. It's the ancillary and auxiliary pieces that they have found through the draft late or even in free agency that have found ways to make impacts on this defense. And I believe Raheem Morris, in his second year as the defensive coordinator, is going to be more dialed in to what people and players can do that will help this um, defense actually yeah. ascend and I believe be better than they even were in the playoffs. I'm, I feel I'm like so you want to say, yeah, go, Mina. Yeah, no, I'm just so glad you mentioned Raheem Morris because I feel like, you know, so often we give credit to the coaching on the offensive side of the ball, but when we talk about these young players mm -hmm. getting better as the mm. season goes on, a player like Ernest yes. Jones, where what Raheem Morris did in the playoffs in terms of using him as a blitzer was arguably why they won the Super Bowl. So much of it mm -hmm. depends on the coach. And if he's able to do it again as his job gets harder with starters walking out the door, he absolutely should be a head coaching candidate next year. Something that sounds scary for opposing offenses is what RC said. These players are going to be able to make plays without even thinking, playing fast, doing what they want to do. Let's yeah. go on offense for the Rams because they're led by Matthew Stafford, right? He's sixth. On the ESPN.com list of top 10 quarterbacks, he signed an extension in March. That's going to keep him in L.A. through the 2026 season. He's there for a while. Again, this is a list with the opinions of NFL execs, coaches, and scouts. And an AFC coordinator said this on Stafford, quote, the physical stuff is in the better part of the league. Then you combine that with how smart he is. He's seen it all now. He trusts his arm more than he should sometimes. But that's being nitpicky. We did talk about how this get, got a little nitpicky, some of this list, and we, we like that because it's giving us good conversation. Mina, do you think Stafford trusts his arm too much? You know, that's one plausible explanation for some of the interceptions he threw last season, um, and it makes sense. I think in certain cases, I would say few of the interceptions, I don't know if I would pin on arm talent versus decision-making. But to me, this place, I would probably put him around six, maybe behind Justin Herbert. Combined with that criticism, it actually feels pretty fair, especially given what he accomplished last season. Hey, guys. Everybody with strong arms, trust their arms. They've been doing this forever. John Elway trusted his arm. Dan Marino trusted his arm. All these people that can really throw, trust their arm. That's part of it. It's about decision-making. Yeah, he trusts his arm, but it's decision-making. And now this list has really confused me. Here's why, guys. We got Matthew <laughs> Stafford. What's the criticism? He has this strong arm, but he trusts it too much. And then we got Aaron Rodgers. He has this strong arm, but he doesn't trust it enough. This list is going to drive me absolutely crazy. <laughs> like my boy Phil said, we are looking for pimples on beauty queens, and they put on too much makeup for us to even find them. Period point blank was Matthew Stafford has always been ultimately ta talented. I mean top tier, elite level arm talent. Some of the interceptions he throws have nothing to do with trusting his own arm and flat out bad decision making. The decision making needs to change, not the trust in his arm. Because hmm. if he doesn't trust his arm, we don't get a stinking no look in cut to Cooper Cup Woo. that led to the drive that won the Super Bowl. Can we please just interview Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears, Laura Field, and Ryan Clark for this next year. Add some Dan Orlowski in when it's not Matthew Stafford and it's going to be much, <laughs> much better. I was about to ask why you were leaving Dan out there a little bit, but we know, you know, he tends to be biased <laughs> towards certain people and it's <laughs> rightfully so. Also, we can't all be natural beauties like you, RC. Let's go from the NFC West to the AFC West. Russell Wilson is eighth on this list as he begins his first season with the Broncos. Russ moved on from the Seahawks after winning the most games by any QB in their first 
10 NFL seasons. So a veteran NFC personnel evaluator believes Wilson must improve in one key area that has resulted in 179 sacks over his past 62 games. Quote, he's got to get rid of the ball quicker. That's from an NFL front office official. He puts the offensive line in a tough position too often when there's an easy first read. He looks for the home run and it hurts him. Mina, you agree with this critique on Russ? Laura, Russell Wilson is not going to start getting rid of the ball quicker at age 33. It's not like he's going to wake up one day and say, oh, yes, now I can help my offensive line uh, by distributing the ball, which, by the way, some of that has to do with his height as well. He's going to continue playing the way Russell Wilson does, and that's an incredibly explosive and exciting brand of football. He's also going to continue taking a lot of sacks because that's what Russell Wilson does. All right, so rounding out the top ten is Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. He set a franchise single-season record for touchdown passes in 2021. Dallas won the division for the third time in Dak's career, but of course, as we all remember, lost at home in the wild card round. Here's what was said on Dak, quote, a good but not great quarterback. He has to play well in the playoffs. That's from an NFC exec. Has to prove he can take them to the next level. He's not in the top echelon. Oh, RC, do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, no lies detected, and nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with being a really good quarterback and not being great, I'll say yet. Because if we look at the games up to game six last year before being injured, I felt like Dak was putting himself in some of those elite-tier conversations. Now, you have to finish, and the playoffs are obviously a part of that. So if we could see Dak get better, be more explosive in the critical football moments, I believe he can elevate himself, especially while he's wearing a star on his helmet. Yeah, so we've talked about a few different quarterbacks on this list, but we're missing a few numbers, and we're getting to that next. Number three on the top QB list is that guy, Josh Allen, but should he really be above Brady? Some of our analysts actually think he's too low on the list. Find out why after the break. We'll be right back on NFL Live. I got my head out the sunroof. I'm blasting our favorite tunes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back here on NFL Live, and we're back near the top of this QB list we've been highlighting all show, and it's Josh Allen checking in at number three for this season. His 88 total touchdowns is the la- in the last two seasons. That's tied for second in the league, trailing only Aaron Rodgers that you see there at the top of the list. So here's what the quote was about Josh Allen. Quote, you worry about him staying healthy. This from an NFL personnel official. They run him a lot and off-design runs, too. 
all takes is the wrong shot and he's out a while. He's such a great athlete and so big and strong that I get why they do it. All right, so Allen leads all quarterbacks in rushing touchdowns since his rookie season in 2018. Only Lamar Jackson has more designed rush attempts than the Bills quarterback in the last four seasons. But Allen's also taken plenty of hits. He's been contacted 672 times while throwing or running in his career. That's second most in the NFL since he entered the league. And that part is kind of interesting. RC, you think there's legit concern about Allen staying healthy, given that style of offense that they run in Buffalo? You know, I think anytime a quarterback plays such a physical brand of football, of course you're going to be concerned with injuries, right? You're going to be concerned with the amount of hits that they could take. But I don't believe you take that away from Josh Allen. If we're going to make Josh Allen Eli Manning, do we want to make Josh Allen Tom Brady? He won't be the effective quarterback he is in that way. He's top five because of what he can do with his legs, because of what he can do with athleticism, how he can extend plays and push the football down the field. You don't want to take those things for him. Now, coach up some of the physicality at the end of the play. Hey, Josh, you can slide. Hey, Josh, you can get out of bounds. Josh, don't take this hit. But other than that, you have to allow him to be him because that's what makes him one of the scariest players in all of football, not just at the quarterback position. Yeah. It's a fine line, right? Because you look at Josh Allen, he's such an effective runner and he's so big and strong. You think he's going to be durable forever. But I remember feeling the same way about Cam Newton at the beginning of his career. And over time, he really took Mm -hmm. too many hits in that particular offense. I think it's worth noting that uh, Josh Allen, the three games where he ran the most, had the most carries, came at the end of the season. And I think that was in part due to the way defenses played the Bills as the year went along, dropping more bodies into coverage, basically daring him to take off, which he did and he should continue to do. But the Bills also need to develop a more effective run game as a counterpunch yeah. to those two high looks. It can't just be Josh Allen carrying the ball. Devin Singletary and now James Cook also need to carry the brunt of the load. Yeah, I'm excited to see James Cook in that offense to that point. It feels yeah. this list puts Allen at number three overall. That means he's ahead of Tom Brady. So a quick reminder, by the way, that Allen is 3-3 three and three in the playoffs. He's never reached the Super Bowl. He's never won an MVP. Is Josh Allen too high on this list? No. As a matter of fact, Laura, he might be too – he actually is too low on my list. If we're talking about Ooh. quarterbacks for 2022, I truly mm. believe there is not a single player that is scarier to defend in the NFL than Josh Allen. Wow. And part of this list inherently as humans is going to be based off of what we saw most recently from these players. We'll talk about that more with Lamar Jackson at some point, I'm sure. Josh Allen, in his most recent game, played arguably a perfect game of football. Now, go ahead and tell me that, that, that they lost the game. I get it. 13 seconds left with the lead. Find a way to keep that lead. Advance to the AFC Championship game. And perhaps the Super Bowl from there. We'll see. But what Josh Allen can do as a runner, as you guys have all talked about, 31 rushing touchdowns in four seasons. Mm. He can be the best fullback in the league, and that's what you want him to be. But I've seen him pick apart defenses mm-hmm. with, it, with his arms in a way that I don't know what you're supposed to do. At his yeah. apex, I believe Josh Allen can be as dominant a player in the NFL as any other in the NFL this year. I am picking him as my MVP for this upcoming season. And he's number one on this list for wow. you. He, he really is for this upcoming year. This is not Got a it. legacy. This is not a what have you done for me. It's for this year, I would bet on Josh Allen as much as any other quarterback in the NFL. Mina. I don't think that's too wild. As I said, I think the top four you can put in any order. I think Josh Allen's highs are as high as any quarterback in football. 
I also think, however, like even if you go back to last season, look at the Jags game, the, the Falcons game actually towards the end of that season, he wasn't totally perfect, not that mm-hmm. any of these quarterbacks were. But again, going into this season, the Bills are my Super Bowl pick. Uh, it, I, don't total, I don't think it's crazy to put Josh Allen there. Yeah, Field is, is definitely not out here just throwing things into the wind because we've seen what Josh Allen can do when he's dialed in, especially in that divisional playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw two quarterbacks at the top of their game, and Josh Allen didn't lack in any way. But going into this season, I agree with Phil. If one of these quarterbacks is going to win the Super Bowl, I believe it's Josh Allen. The guy with the best chance to win the MVP, I believe it's Josh Allen. This is his year. His year. If it yeah. doesn't happen this year, I don't know when it will. All right, Bill's Mafia loves us right now. Also, yeah. Bill's Mafia loves FBI. Phil goes, yeah. The Bills have the highest chance to reach the Super Bowl <laughs> of any team in the league entering this season. Let's get to a little bit more around this list. Quarterbacks who were missing from this list of top ten. Derek Carr, not there, Mina. Do you see him taking a leap forward this season? I do. I think this ranking is about right. Derek Carr is in that 10 to 15 range. He's been there really for most of his career. Uh, and he has made improvements, I think, that are really encouraging in terms of aggression, playmaking. Now he gets the best wide receiver in football, in my opinion, in Devontae Adams. There's absolutely no reason why he shouldn't leap into the top 10 after this season. No sign of Kyler Murray in the top 10. RC, does he deserve a spot? Well, it depends on at what time we do this list. If you do this list at like game eight or nine the last two seasons, he's probably in the top five. But then if you wait to the end of the season, then you realize maybe he's not even top ten. Kyler Murray needs consistency and he needs to finish. Now, is that on Cliff Kingsbury and the offensive staff or Kyler Murray continuing to ascend? So we have to see where he stands this year. Yeah, a reminder, he'll be out without DeAndre Hopkins there for the early part of the season for six games. Where is Kyler with the contract negotiation? Field. We all remember the post from his agent early in the offseason, the first time he's now extension eligible. And then we saw Kyler Murray show up for a day of OTAs, and everybody interpreted that as, hey, maybe a contract's getting close. At the time, I was told, no, no real progress made on the deal. But both sides know exactly what they want, Laura. This is a story we'll talk about literally every offseason. A quarterback contract is not easy to find that sweet spot. I think they eventually do, but these are never easy. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of another quarterback that needs a contract, we'll mm. be talking about a lot, Lamar Jackson. Mm. He also finds himself out of the top ten in our quarterback rankings list, but his focus does appear to be elsewhere. We'll tell you how he can regain that top ten form next. We'll be right back on NFL Live. Keep it right here. We're back on NFL Live. It's July 11th, so reminder, training camp for the Ravens for their veterans begins July 26th. As of today, still no new deal in place for Lamar Jackson. He's in the final year of his rookie contract. How about this on his Twitter profile? He's got the, he's got the grill out there that says, I need money. Field. Is he going to get that? Oh, cha-ching's up in the studio. Is he going to get that money? Laura, he has been as patient as any quarterback we've yeah. seen in recent years. Say, I'll, I'll bet him myself. And now he throws there up on the Twitter and I think the Instagram, too. Um, he'll get his money. It just may take some time. All right, we're all looking for that on our teeth, too. And then this is quite appropriate. Lamar, probably the biggest name missing from this list as the I Need Money grill exits the screen. The 2019 NFL MVP has the most rushing yards by any quarterback in their first four 
four seasons in NFL history as we look back at the top 10 quarterbacks for 2022. This is what they said about him. He missed the last month of the season due to an ankle injury. That fueled some concern about how his running style will hold up long term. Quote, hard to stay when you run that much. Hard to stay healthy. He's actually gotten a lot better as a passer, an NFL offensive coach said. But if you play that way with a run-heavy attack and it's a close game and you're down, it's really hard to win because you're asked to do what you only minor in, not major in. And that's passing the ball when you know you're going to pass it. I'm just saying if Lamar Jackson sees this, he's not going to be happy and he will use this as fuel. Before Lamar Jackson got hurt, he had plenty of success leading the Ravens back from deficits last season. He had the fourth highest QBR in the league when his team was trailing in the fourth quarter and led Baltimore to four wins in games when they were losing in the final 15 minutes. You can think of a few off the top of your head, including a Monday night football game. So, RC, what do you make of all that? You know, people are like, this is what you minor in. Hey, guys, you can have a double major. Just because you're really, really good at one thing doesn't mean you can't do the other thing good enough to win football games. And I feel like every time we talk about Lamar Jackson, we move the goalpost back, right? Mm -hmm. It's you have this great year in your first year. We're replacing Joe Flacco, but you fall flat in the playoffs. And then you win the MVP and people are saying, okay, will you ever win a playoff game? And now when they make you pass is this and is that. Lamar Jackson is a good passer. It just happens to be that he's the best runner we've ever seen at the position. But when you're talking about effect on team, effect on offense, leadership, ability to move the football, Lamar Jackson does those things with the top 10 quarterbacks in the world every single day of the week. And to me, sometimes and most times, top fives. So we have to stop thinking about style of play, thinking about what's familiar and historically what the quarterback position has been. This dude is a unicorn. He's one of a kind. Let's respect him and understand what he's done for his team and this game. I love that, RC. Maybe he's just in his own category. We always try to find ways to compare players to other players. Some can't be done that way. Uh, Here's another quote. One NFC personnel evaluator told Jeremy Fowler that Jackson is, quote, innately competitive, driven, and mentally tougher than just about anybody. You just run into a few issues late in the year. For as much as you run him, you get worn down. So back to the injury factor here. Mina, do you have concerns about Lamar being worn down late in the season? I do not. I feel like so many of the opinions about Lamar Jackson year after year are just based on people's priors rather than reflecting reality or context. I mean, first of all, Lamar Jackson got hurt dropping back. He wasn't scrambling. He got hit. And, in fact, I feel a lot more confident about him in the open field than I do playing behind that papier-mâché offensive line context (laughs) that he struggled behind (laughs) last season. Second of all, the quote about him uh, being worn down as the year goes along – So since coming into the NFL in 2018, Lamar Jackson in December has the second best QBR in football behind Patrick Mahomes. If you don't like QBR because it counts for rushing, he has the third best passer rating in December. Has he been perfect in the playoffs? No. Did he struggle a time against the Blitz last year behind the aforementioned terrible offensive line? Sure. But the notion that he has not played played like a top 10 quarterback in this NFL it's just ridiculous, and I'm getting Crazy. a little tired of it at this point. Yeah, you know, uh, Lamar didn't play a full season last year. Obviously missed a lot of time due to right. injury. And I think what that did is it gave the NFL leg to stand on. And I have a hard time when I see Lamar outside the top ten 
Not thinking about this. Lamar went 32nd overall in 2018, a much-discussed, a polarizing pick, and some said there's no way we'd take him in the first round. A lot of us in the media thought that he deserved to be in the conversation for the first overall pick, at least in the top 10 picks. And I always wonder sometimes if the NFL, almost collectively, it's like when, when Lamar is playing well, Unanimous MVP. That's mm-hmm. cool, but let's see it hold up over time, right? You know, how many quarterbacks can are built yeah. to last when they run? And then when Lamar has an admittedly down season because of injury and because of that paper mache offensive line hmm. that Mina uh, referenced, it's, I told you so, right? Like, yes. top yes. 10 quarterbacks. Yes. Right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. your cute little exercise you did a couple years ago. Lamar Jackson can do nothing to prove the people that don't believe in Lamar Jackson as a mm. top-tier quarterback, that he is top-tier quarterback, and he just is. He's going to get paid like one very soon, and yeah. I get it. People don't think it's conventional, but ask defenders how it was like to play against him in 2019. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 36 touchdowns, <clears throat> led the NFL, what? best runner we've ever seen at quarterback. And even with a Ravens team that yep. was beaten up last year, obviously on the defensive side, but also the offensive side, he's still a quarterback. He's still a player that you don't want to see. So, RC, everyone here of the mind, right, that Lamar is a top 10 quarterback. For you, though, he can be anywhere as high as number five, but that's the ceiling. Why? Yeah. Well, because I think when you look at the top four dudes, it's like if we even want to put somebody else in there, we're really having to push them. When you think about the way Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Tom Brady have played just over the last two years, there's no way that you want you can pull any of those guys out. This is like the Pro Bowl to me. There's only a certain amount of people that can go, and you're always saying that this dude is good, maybe he could go. That dude is good, maybe they can go. But who would you take out? Out of that top four, there isn't even anybody I think that belongs in there but them. That's how well they played. You can kind of haggle with the position, but those are the four real dudes. Completely agree. I think with Lamar, you're looking at that five to eight range. Um, and really, it's just yeah. a testament to the quarterback play in this league right now. Like, you're yeah. seeing a Hall of Famers mm. at that top of that list. That's not disrespectful to Jackson. That's just where we are right now in the NFL. It makes you excited for football yeah. to be back. Go ahead. Uh, does anybody have more to prove this year than Lamar Jackson? Uh, like he's going to silence yeah. so many people with his play and his bank account. I cannot wait. He shouldn't have to. You're right, RC. He should not have to silence all these people. But – there are some guys that have, like, tiny chips on their shoulder this year. Yeah. Lamar's got whatever the largest chip known to man The is. big boulder. Yeah. yeah. Reality is uh, nobody playing him <laughs> wants him to have that on his shoulder. All right. We got time for one more thing before we go this week. At the American Century Championship this weekend, Derek Carr was there for a golf tournament, but then oh. made that long bucket. Oh. Uh, Kyle Lowry did, too. But Derek Carr, <laughs> what a hooper. <laughs> I say Kyle Lowry makes $27 million a year to do exactly that. He should be able Look to hit a jumper. He's money. It kind of reminds me of how clutch that, Derek Carr is. That is the confidence of a man who just got Devontae Adams. What did yeah, I say? Top yeah. 10 quarterback. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Well, let's get Kyle Lowry to throw a 50-yard bomb in the next time, I don't know, the two of them are together and see how he fares. That'll be really impressive. He's a pretty Lowry's good passer. Like, you know? Some of those cross-court passes are pretty impressive. Anybody uh, on this panel think you can make that shot? Anybody? Field? Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I'm yeah, probably the least athletic on the show. I could. Yeah, yeah, 10 out of 10. It's, it's a no for me, but uh, Mina and RC apparently can do it. We'll see if you guys can go toe-to-toe <laughs> on that one. We'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live. Thanks for being with us today. I'm screaming, I can make it! <laughs>